Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And I am absolutely thrilled to welcome in an old friend. You know, I call her the coach whisperer. She's the one we bring on when we want to talk about sales leadership. But you know, sales reps should listen too, because there's a lot of uh, commonality and we, we want to build that teamwork between sales leaders and sales reps. So listen up to Bobby Kaler for the next half hour. Bobby, welcome back to the show. Scott, thanks for, uh, so much for having me back. No, I'm so excited to have you. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, how's everything going out in Colorado? I know you guys had some, some problems with fires, and uh, is everything okay in your world? Everything's okay. It is, uh, we, Scott, we were amazingly blessed. It was, uh, when you stand at our house and you, can, you look around, it's literally an island. Everything burnt around us. So oh. it is... Uh, it's a it's a weird time. It's a it's it's a time of feeling really grateful for you know that what was spared and also kind of grieving everything that was lost because we lost two hundred thousand acres right in our neighborhood. Yeah. I mean right around us. So it's there's a lot of loss. And as our listeners know, you but are an outdoors asking. person. You are always out in those yeah. woods, whether skiing or <laughs> jogging or biking, and uh, that's uh, probably going to take a while to come back, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's uh, it's eerie. I've been out skiing through some some of the burn area, and uh, it's strangely beautiful. And yeah. yet, it's like I know what it should what it looked like last year. So it's uh, it's different. But well, we're, we're moving through it. We're, and we're we know it'll all come back. It'll take time, but uh, it's a resourceful world we live in. Everything will grow back. Um, I know you've got a podcast of your own, which I wanted to make sure we mention, Unyielded, which I think is it deals a lot with. Uh, Phoenix rising from the ashes. You're always talking about uh, per- perseverance in life, aren't you? That's right. It's it's uh yeah it's it's unyielded, thriving no matter what, which is about you know how how do we how do we re- be resilient? How do we have grit? And how do we really create the lives that we love to live every day? So yeah. it's, uh, I'm loving doing it. It's it's I've met so many fascinating people because I've started doing that show, and I just every week I learn something. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen uh, some common guests on and off that show. I think you had some of our uh, leadership yeah. team on at one point, and that was, that's great to see. Yeah. So, guys, check yeah. out Unyielded on wherever you get your podcasts by Bobby Kaler. So, let's get into uh, the topic, and then, of course, we have something cold, frosty, and refreshing we have to share as well. But the topic today is going to be how, as sales leaders, how do we keep our reps from backsliding into old habits and, and you know, why that happens and how to address it. But first... Let's talk about what you're going to have to drink. Uh, and I know you're not a huge beer fan. So what is, uh, what is it you're going to taste today? Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> Whenever I'm a guest, I, I, I enlist the help of my husband because he loves beer. Yeah. So he chose a Stone IPA. It's one of his favorites. It's out of San Diego. And it's a hugely popular West Coast IPA. And now here's my connection to it, Scott, though. Even though I don't drink beer and I, I, I love to cook and I have a chili recipe that is, it has won a prize mm. and this is the IPA I use in my chili. So oh my. there you go. It's part of a prize winning chili recipe. That's outstanding. Outstanding. All right. Well, I, I'm going to have to get that recipe or if we ever wind up in the same place at the same time, I'll taste yours. How's that sound? <laughs> there you go. And you didn't ask what prize it was, but that's okay. Fifth prize, first prize. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was third out of like twenty, but that's okay. It's that's, still a that's prize. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't <laughs> yeah. think my chili's won any prizes, but my family likes it, so I'll take that. 
there you go. <laughs> well, I am going to select, uh, I, I was talking on a, on a recent podcast. My daughter gave me a couple new IPAs for Christmas, uh, local four packs. And whenever you buy a beer in a four pack, you know, it's Ooh. gotta be special, right? Because they're not even oh, going to yeah. give you a full six. I mean, they just give you three, three uh, four. <laughs> so mine is a Finback IPA. This is a bitter, Ooh. dank, and hoppy uh, IPA. It's filled with Chinook and Columbus hops. Think about this. It's got 4.5% alcohol by volume, 14 IBUs. And I love this last part. It's a floral, spicy wit beer, double session IPA filled with ginger, Szechuan peppercorns, and chamomile. I mean, come on. Wow. This thing is going to be amazing. All right. Wow. That is tasty. Woo. Yeah, at least at least I'll be awake at the end of this one. I think last week I drank an eight percenter and I really had struggled to oh finish my goodness. The, the podcast. <laughs> then go right to a nap. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So Bobby, welcome back. It's so good to have you. I think this is, I don't know, your your third, fourth time on the show. I think we've done eighty-six or so. So uh, you know, you're starting to creep on a, a good percentage of our shows. Welcome back. It's good to have you. <laughs> Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. So um, let's talk about this this issue. Why reps backslide into old habits? I know we've we've spent time talking about a lot of leadership um, you know challenges in the past, but this one I think some of our our customers that you've uh, you've worked with have even brought up as a challenge they're running into. So let's let's get into the topic. Why do reps slide back? Yeah. And you know, Scott, it's one of those things that I think every time I teach one of the Catalyst workshops managers will pull me aside and they'll say, why do I have to have the same conversation over and over and over mm. again with my reps, right? And so it's common and I get it. And, and, and to me, there are really four big problems with that, right? Because number one, it's frustrating for everyone. Sure. It wastes everyone's time. Change doesn't happen. And the, and the real kicker is that we're, we're training them that they cannot change, mm. right? And the way that this happens is that we inadvertently contribute to the cycle. And here's how to answer your question. We let think about it this way. Let's say we're working with a rep and they have been working on discovery skills. Right. And, and we're like, okay, look, you know, you're going to ask, you know, these better questions or whatever it might be. Then we hear them ask those questions once or twice and everybody gets excited and we get excited and we're like, yay. And we should get excited. We should celebrate. The problem is then we move the next skill gap and we're moving too soon yeah and every time we do that we're taking their attention away we're taking their focus away from what they were working on and they can't maintain that progress so in a sense we're kind of setting them up for to fail because we're not keeping their attention on that particular skill gap that thing that they're working on we're not keeping their attention there long enough for it to become a habit yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And, and, and I've seen you deliver this message and I, and I love how you draw the fact that these, you know, these setbacks are natural um, in human That's learning. Right. right. And so such an important thing to, to not glance over the setback and also not get frustrated by it. Either of you sales rep or sales manager, because it's natural. Uh, but to, to, to move too quickly onto that next skill. I know we always talk about uh, in the catalyst training, you know, stick with that for until it's, it's built into a habit. And then you can move on to the next, uh, the next skill gap. Then I love you that. can move on, you know, and there, there's a quote that, that I heard it a few years ago, Scott. And as soon as I heard it, it just kind of brought all this together for me. And I don't know who said it, unfortunately, but it's that 
the amateur practices until they get it right. Yep. The master practices until they cannot get it wrong. Yeah. And so what we're doing is once they get it right once or twice, we're moving on and we're just, we need to stick with it, you know, until I, I like to, I like to kind of make sure that we're sticking with it until it is a habit, until it's something that's consistently demonstrated. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and, and I do love that quote and you're going to make me go look that up. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody wicked famous has, is behind that one and we just have to <laughs> give them credit. So. <laughs> and, and, and if no one claims it, we'll give it to you. How's that sound? <laughs> Don't give it to me because I heard it from someone. <laughs> you know, I'm not that smart. <laughs> so, you know, if we, if we want to save ourselves this frustration and, and truly help achieve change, you know, what's, what's the best way to do that? What's the path forward? Okay. So the first thing, and, and I've already kind of referenced this a little bit, but when, when we do see them, you know, doing the, doing the new behavior, the new skill, it is great to celebrate the success, right? Mm-hmm. We celebrate it, but we don't move on. And we want them to celebrate it because we want them to see, we want them to see the progress that they're making, right? Right. Um, and this goes to something that Dan Pink talked about in Drive, the, the surprising truth about what motivates us. Mm-hmm. When we can see progress towards mastery, it fires up our intrinsic motivation. So that's why celebrating the success, helping them see their progress is so important. So that's step one. Step two is when they start doing the new behavior, you know, really ask them to think about how is it helping them? Because if they can see that, it's, that also feeds into intrinsic motivation and it helps them push through those obstacles, you know, those low points where maybe they, maybe they backslide. Yeah. And then the third step, because I have five steps here, the third one is what I call stair step towards mastery. Um, are they doing it 25% of the time? When they get to 25% of the time, can they go to 50% of the time? And then at that point, okay, let's go for 75 to 80% of the time. I never ask someone for a hundred percent, like you're going to do this on a hundred percent of your calls. Yeah. Cause think about it. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm a huge tennis fan. I love Roger Federer. He is my favorite of all time. Yeah. And even when Roger was at the top of his game, he still had unforced errors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, does that make sense to you? Does that it resonate? Does. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I know you're a huge and basketball then, fan and, and, and probably the best free throw shooters of all time never get much above, you know, 85, 90%. You know, you're never going to hit hundred percent right. of your free throws either. Yeah. It's a good point. No. And, and when we ask them and I see this, Scott, I see this in coaching sessions where a manager will say, okay, you're not, you're going to do this hundred percent of the time. A person will say, yes, but we know from the get go, we can't hit that. Yeah. So we're already like, okay, I'm going to try, but I don't think I can do that. Yep. So, so that's why I say, don't, don't set that unrealistic expectation. So then, and step four, this is help them manage their own expectations so that they don't get frustrated, which, you know, which is what we were talking about earlier when you said, you know, when we have those low points, it's easy for us to get discouraged and we think, oh, I failed. No, you're learning. This is something that drives me nuts. Just because we, we make a mistake when we're doing something new or we struggle with it, it doesn't mean that we failed. It means that we're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a coaching conference at Harvard, actually, years and years ago, and uh, Sir John Whitmore, who's a legend in coaching circles, he was there, and he said, um, he, he said, you know, when a child is learning to walk and, and they fall, we don't say, oh, my goodness, he failed. We say, 
he's learning to walk. And he's <laughs> like, why don't we point. give ourselves, you know what I mean? You yeah. have kids. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but, but we do that. We're like, oh, we failed. No, we're learning, you know, yeah. so that's four. And then five is just help them adjust, right? Because if you're trying out a new skill, sometimes, you know, you can try it out. It's going to work some of the time. And then you have a different type of customer. You might have to adjust a little bit. So it, it's just this process. But so those are my five steps that I always think about, Scott. Yeah, and, and, and super helpful and always super organized. And that's why we call you the Coach Whisperer. You, you break it down. <laughs> um, it's so good to, to have that sort of clarity um, as, as we move, move through uh, these learning processes. Because remember, I mean, a lot of our listeners are new to the management ranks, right? So this is them uh, learning how to work with their sales reps on their team. And, you know, one of the things we pride ourselves on on this show is, is, is building that relationship. We've, We've informally called this marriage counseling for sales reps and sales managers before. Uh, and, I, and I do think it's, it's super helpful for both sides to learn how better to work together. So I think this is a great topic. I hope it really helps. Um, before we let you go, what are, is there anything else we missed or any other tidbits, uh, pearls of wisdom that you can uh, shed on this? I think, actually, this is top of mind. I was working with the uh, managers recently. And, and they said, you know, how do we, because it's natural that we can get frustrated, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially if we've had this conversation a lot. And, uh, and they said, so how do, I, how do I manage my frustration when I'm trying to coach, especially when we've had this conversation on? And yeah. I said, first of all, never coach when you're frustrated because yeah. it will come through, right? And they're going to feel that and they're going to feel that frustration. They're going to feel that as, as judgment, and, and think about it. If, if, if I'm coaching you, Scott, and you can feel that I'm judging you, what happens to your receptivity? Yeah, goes down. Yep. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go down, right? So that's number one. Um, so, and the other thing, it's, it's, it's kind of what we teach in the OCS program and other programs is to clear our cash before we start to coach. Yeah. So that we can show up with that clean slate and we're not bringing baggage from the past to it. Yeah. Um, so, and then the third thing that I tell people there, and this is something I learned in neuroscience years ago, I never, you know, it's funny because it's like, I didn't want to take neuroscience. <laughs> I didn't understand a lot of it, but there are some things I remember from it. And one was that you cannot feel frustration and empathy at the same time. I love that. So isn't that good? That is good. Yeah. It's so true. So, you know, like, Yeah. And so really what I do, because I mean, there are times when I'll feel frustrated in, sure. in, in coaching or whatever. And then I go to, okay, maybe they're doing the best they can. And what could be contributing to what I'm seeing now, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I put myself in that empathetic state and it takes away the frustration. So that's, that's the other piece of it. Cause I, I know that this is a frustrating problem. Um, and, and, you know, just, we just have to manage that before we try to coach. You know, and it, I think it's great because it, it all comes back to a lot of the concepts of both other-centered selling as as well as um, yeah. other programs we teach. It all starts with your your motive, right? As a leader, if yep. your motive is pure and you you have the intention to help the rep develop, um, you can manage through the frustration because you want to see them successful. And and I love some of the 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 steps you've given us today to to help manage through that that period that's inevitably going to happen. It may not happen with every rep and it may not happen every day, but it's going to happen from time to time. And you've given us some real thought provoking ways to, to work around it. So I definitely appreciate having 
Bobby Kaler on the show. Her podcast is called Unyielded. Go check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you forward this to your friends. Um, I keep telling everybody recently, especially to drop a comment on LinkedIn when you see this. Um, you can email me at scassidy at aslantraining.com as well. We want to hear what you want to hear about. Uh, we love doing this show for those that sell for a living and those that help those that sell for a living. So give us the topics that are important to you and we'll get on them and, and have the right guests to do that. So you've been listening to Bobby Kaler. We've been talking about leadership habits and how to keep reps from backsliding into old habits. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan. Mm-hmm.